Greetings, folks, and welcome to another edition of Saints Radio. And it's great to be able to reach out to you on this beautiful Tuesday in the month of Aout, August. Um, this has been an eventful month thus far. We've had some uh, uh, things pronounced and some changes to our schedule that uh, are very different from what we normally have done and I wanted to even though I announced on Sunday and there's an email going out to all the network to describe this I wanted to be able to just share with you some of these announcements just between us um, <clears throat> we are going to have the Saints Network seminar in September and it's going to be virtual which means that we're not going to be hosting it here the way we normally would. We will be presenting the seminar. We'll be having a lot of different things that will be added for connection between us in the various locations where the saints are. But um, I felt that this was what God was saying, and we're calling this seminar If My People. And... Um, I believe that it's ordered of the Lord. Now, you have to know, first of all, that we have hosted this gathering here in Dallas twice a year for many, many years. And it's a highlight of our year here. And we just really are thrilled to do it. And so to say we're not going to have a, um, an in-gathering in September is not really what we want to do but I felt that the Lord was speaking this for the past number of weeks even though we did not enunciate this publicly I was feeling it and I, I could feel the angst of a lot of and the concerns of a lot of our Saints Network as I would be in contact with people where some were prohibited from coming others if they came, they'd have to participate in a quarantine when they went back. Uh, some are just uh, uh, really, uh, really troubled by the various scenarios that they would have to endure to come. And, and I thought, you know, we don't want to gather here where two-thirds of our constituent members of the Saints who normally would come or at home feeling left out or feeling some measure of angst and uh, then as I prayed about it I thought well Lord in, in the light of where our country is and in light of what is coming in November and in light of what's going on right now I really feel that you want us to take a stand in our terrio and to truly turn this seminar into a time where we are welcoming the power and the resonance of the Most High God in the places where we stand. And I was thinking, you know, just of battleground states. And it's not all about the election, but you have to know that that is a, a major factor here for why the enemy stirring things up the way he is. And you've got Florida and Texas and you've got... Ohio, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, you've got Wisconsin, you've got 
the border state of Arizona, which is key, pivotal. And those are really, you want to talk about hotspots, we love everybody, but those are pretty hotspot locations, and we have significant presence of the network there. Even New York City, where Pastor Robert is, uh, what a what a place to be establishing an agreement in the power and the presence of the Lord. So there'll be details coming, but this is kind of like a fast of what has been near and dear to all of us, and we're doing it as under the Lord, and. Um, There'll be more details coming, but for those of you who did not hear Sunday's message and who have not, the email is coming. It may not be to you yet, but there's an email coming. And I just wanted there to be, I didn't get the email. Monica, tell us, where's the email? Why didn't we get it? Where's the email? How can I get it? It's not been sent yet. So, um, but I wanted you to hear, this is what we're doing. And um, we're looking, we're, we're, Man, we're doing a lot of work here in the sanctuary and in our facilities. We are developing new things. We are really lengthening the cords and strengthening the stakes. Uh, We're going to be doing, and I don't know when it is, you'll be the first to know. Uh, We're going to be doing some kind of a a five-fold teaching as to where God is wanting to take the five-fold interpretation strata in the years that are coming. And we're going to be releasing that and teaching that at some point this month. And um, there's just a lot of new things. We're upgrading the facilities. We've got crews here doing things um, from the parking lot to the doors to the air conditioning to the the Wi-Fi signals to, um, you know, we're going to be having the lights in the sanctuary totally changed out. Um, There's just a lot of things that we're doing in a time when we're all supposed to be sequestered and in fear and masked up, you know, we're we're not sitting on our laurels. We're stretching into Brazil in new ways. We're in constant contact with the folks there. We're 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 going to be initiating contact with our saints leaders in France and in Western Europe. That's going to be probably happening in September. Um, so we're not just sitting back. But I know that this offering to God is not only a fast before him for September, but it's also a uh, an innovative point of obedience that God is going to be using to, to make a, a mighty visitation of his spirit across this nation. And so just know that we are going to be having seminar, but it is going to be virtual. Those who are here in Dallas or who are a tangible members of this congregation you're welcome to be here we're going to be launching forth from here a lot of different ministries and we are going to be connecting with our saints network family this is not going to be a normal let's just watch it on live stream there's going to be interactive times in the afternoons and we'll have concerted prayer times we'll have different things that are going on and don't ask me for all of them yet. We just made this announcement. And you know the way God is. He's pretty stingy with his details. But believe you me, by the time September rolls around, we'll have it all ironed out. And we'll be letting everybody know. We don't know right now. So don't write anything down and say, Pastor, you said on August 4th we're doing this. I'm not saying anything. only thing I'm saying is we're not having a seminar here on site for the full network. It's virtual. And um, 
that's where we are. I'm really rolling here, aren't I? You are rolling, and I just want to let you know that the email is in my inbox. So it's there. So it has been sent, and so just be looking for it. Hallelujah. Now, what are we doing again? (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't listening. Can you repeat that? I was watching you. My eyes kind of crossed over after the 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 second sentence. Can you give me some more details? Don't you hate that? You go through detail, then somebody says, okay, now what would you say? I think, what's wrong with you? (laughs) I would never say that, but I think that. So, these are unique times, but we are riding these times into the victory of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And I do want to also make an announcement. And I want to to give a very, very big happy birthday to Captain Sparrow and Robin McDole today. Oh my goodness, how did that slip out of me? So you need to sing happy birthday in your greatest operatic oh. voice. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a song. You can be talking while I'm thinking. Oh, okay. I thought it was about to belt it out. I'm going you're about to. to belt I'm it going out. to, but this dead air could really no, kill we, our ratings. We, <laughs> we do wish you both a very happy birthday. You are just absolutely so precious to our hearts and to this network and we're just so thankful for your lives and for the ministry that God um, has and continues to to do through you and just the witness that you are and the example that you are to all of the saints do you have a song yet (coughs) (coughs) who captains a seaboat on the estuary Captain Sparrow. I was going to do the SpongeBob theme, but I don't have the time to write it all down. I was going to fit in the flying buttress to get it all syncopated. Maybe I can work on that later. A happy birthday, Captain Sparrow. And Robin. And and your first mate, Robin. Yes. Who's up, way, way up in the tower in the crow's yes. nest. Well, actually, she's at work today, and she messaged me a few minutes ago, and I said, are they treating you like a princess today? And she said they have had... Donuts and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I think. Wow. So she's on a sugar high, I'm sure. Is that one of those COVID prophylactic treatments? <laughs> yeah, how do you do that with your mask on, Ramen? I know. Um, I think I think birthdays like this would merit a organic homemade lemon pie. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, the Sparrows, they... That church, they really know how to do birthday or cakes. maybe some garlic burgers. I need to go and have my birthday there one year. <laughs> you wouldn't eat any of the stuff. I'd take a bite. It's funny because I we celebrated my sister's 60th birthday on Sunday. It was her birthday, and and they were all at my house, and, and I had made the cake the night before on Saturday night. And... Um, it was so pretty. Olivia helped helped me with it and really decorated it. And and I, I ha, we have all the family birthdays at my house, and I never eat the cake. And so it's not that I don't love cake. I have a bite maybe of somebody's that's sitting next to me, but um, I need to learn how to do. I need I need to learn again how to eat the birthday cake. <laughs> but I do know that if I was at the Sparrows, and there was one of those lemon pies. 
I would be eating what is this bag? not only my piece but your what piece. What did you say? What is yes. this bag? You said yes. you're talking too I fast. can't. That is, yeah. <laughs> so happy birthday. We we love you. I've never had a pie. This American creation. Yeah, I remember taking a bite of that lemon pie, and I thought I had just gone through a portal into heaven. I was in the buffet table <laughs> of the of the marriage supper of the lamb. <laughs> but great. also, I mean, right after a hamburger that was just like the best hamburger I'd ever had. Oh man, that was great, man. So I don't want to irritate you here, but we're having technical issues. How can we be having technical issues? Two people have have texted and said that our, the stream is going in and out. So I need for you guys to keep us updated. We're going to continue to record, and we're going to continue to stream. But um, please keep us updated. Well, it's this is baffling to me since we had all new equipment put in yesterday, this weekend, last weekend with a professional guy. And it's cutting in and out. The main thing right here is right outside this wall. A new router downstairs, so there should not be that issue for us. We should be a hundred up, hundred down. Okay, we're gonna keep going, and we know it's recorded. They're gonna stick with us, but please keep us keep please keep us abreast of what's happening. Okay. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna have some spiritual discussion today. You know, all the chit chat's gone now. Now we're gonna have some spiritual chit. We're gonna we're gonna share spiritual chit chat with spiritual chit chat. Can we do that? I'm ready. <laughs> um, we're gonna talk about pressure, and we're gonna talk about just some of the things that we've been gleaning in the spirit realm. Um, just and just navigating through these climactic atmospheres that that we're in, and if you are not sensing any of that I'm curious to know where you're living but um, of course you know all the crazy things that are going on throughout our country and I'm sure in other countries as well um, we as those that are walking in the spirit and in as intercessors we are subject to feel pressures and to feel um, the ramifications of really the pulsing of what's happening um, just through the battle, you know, the battle zone of what's going on between good and evil, between light and darkness, between righteousness and unrighteousness, and, and really what we know to be happening in our world and what's prophesied by our Lord Jesus in the New Testament that we will face. And, and one of the things that he says to us is that um, we are going to face tribulation. We will face, we will be afflicted. Um, and it will be not so as was from the beginning. Wait, let me rephrase that. He says, for then shall be great tribulation such as what was, <laughs> such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, nor even shall be. And so we have to expect this. We have to know that, that, that we're going to face these atmospheres and these pressures and really um, just these things in the spirit realm that affect us and they affect us in the spirit they affect us and they can affect our 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 physical frame as well we talked a little bit about that last week but what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about the reality of it and we're going to talk about maybe some descriptors of it but we're going to talk about it from a, a point of triumph 
from a point of we know that God, whatever we endure, whatever we face, whatever tribulation we face, we know that God allows it. And he, he turns all things to good. So whatever you're facing, you need to submit to the Spirit and partner with him in whatever he's doing. Yes. And ride the wave, basically, and, and, and overcome because that overcoming is what gains you authority and power over the enemy. It's so necessary that we don't fall prey to it, that we don't crumble in the face of it, that we don't allow the currents to pull us down and drown us, but we catch the wave and we move with the Spirit in overcoming it and gaining that authority so that, so that we can rule and reign with Him. And so just a couple of, there, there's a couple of, of words in the New Testament that we're going to talk about, but the words for persecution and, and tribulation and affliction are these two main words, which are thlipsis and phlebo. And I'm just going to just quote a couple of scriptures that are very promising for us. Those were two names Kelly and Fabian were going to call the twins. <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs> hey, thlipsis. Philipsis and Flebo. Eat your dinner. But it says in Acts 14, 22, it says, confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith and that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. So we have to recognize that it is through the tribulation that we enter the kingdom of God. And then the familiar verse out of Second Corinthians four seventeen that says, for our light affliction, same word, flipsis, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of his glory. The Bible says in Romans 5, 3, that through the flipsis, that we glory in the flipsis, and the flipsis works patience in us. And that's so necessary for us in this apostolic walk. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 4, but in all things approving ourselves as ministers of God in much patience and in affliction in necessities and distresses so as we overcome the flipsis it approves us as ministers of God it says through great trials is found the abundance of joy and riches so in 2 Corinthians 8 2 it says through great trials of flipsis is the abundance of joy and their deep poverty abounds in riches of the liberality. I love that. And then lastly, I'm going to say that in the book of Revelation, John, John writes of the saints. Hasn't that already happened? <laughs> and he says, And I said unto you and to him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, these are they which came out of great thlipsis and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Wow. I want to be one of those. And, and, and John also references in the very beginning of Revelation, and I've always loved this passage, where he begins in verse 9 and says, I am your brother and your companion in tribulation and thlipsis and in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ. So... You know, it's so important for us to acknowledge the fact that we're going to experience this pressure and this tribulation, and it's going to be difficult for us, but the Lord delivers us out of it all. But he doesn't, you know, when you face tribulation, when you face challenges, he delivers us out of it 
He doesn't deliver us from it. And that's something that we always have to remember, that if we're in it, sometimes we just are, woe is me. Why have I found myself in this place of such narrowness and such pressure that's so difficult? I can't, it's, you know, it's hard for me to even breathe. Let me just tell you that the definition of this word and the other word, which is thlebo, which means to crowd, to narrow in, to suffer tribulation, it is like being pressed as grapes. It is like, it's like a wrestling term like you referenced yesterday. It is something that is working in us to really prepare us in our overcoming. And I totally lost my train of thought there. So, Well, <laughs> first of all, I, I'm just glad that God has delivered us from any kind of lisp because there's no way you would be able to <laughs> say these words if, if that was the case. So there's an anointing for anybody who is... Uh, having that type of speech impediment. Um, you know, I remember when I was a little kid when I would get a water hose and if I put my thumb over the, the, the water, the end of the water hose and I narrowed the stream I still do that. It would go really far. I do that when I water my plants. Yeah, I mean it's a great thing. Uh-huh. I used to play with that and pretend that I was a battleship, you know, and I'd <laughs> spray stuff spray wasps and things Uh and uh, uh, so when you narrow things you increase the pressure when you when you bring things to an atomic level you bring a dynamism of power and you know this for that first verse you read that how the acts 14 22 that we must through much tribulation enter into the kingdom um, we I, I don't know why we have this idea that if you really are moving in the power of the Lord, everything's just going to be easy peasy, and you know somebody's just going to anoint you, and you're just going to flop around on the floor like a fish, and suddenly you're in. You know, I I I think we need to recognize that the birthing canal is always narrow, and the very pressures that we're feeling right now, yeah, the enemy will try to to put a stranglehold on there you know you could play Ted Nugent's stranglehold is one of the old hymns we used to sing um, he'll, he'll try to confuse you in the midst of this moment and you might you might say things or feel things that you shouldn't say but if you recognize that these various and we call them pressures but it's really a pressing it's a narrowing it's the narrow way. It's the eye of the needle. Um, those are the things that God uses to bring us into the kingdom. And um, so when we sense these things, we should recognize that it really is a launching pad for what God is going to be unveiling in his kingdom. And um, so I, I think the thing that I'm sensing from the reason that you prophetically taught this is how are we um, how are we viewing and, and what is our perception of the pressures that that we've been sensing and the weighing in and uh, the constriction we we either we either embrace them knowledgeably as the doorway into the kingdom in a new way or we curse the thing 
we may not say bad words, but in our thinking, our perceptions curse it, and we surrender to it, and that's what the enemy's trying to. That's there. That's the battle right there. That's the battle. What is your perception? Are you viewing this as a doorway into something phenomenal in the kingdom, or are you thinking, "Oh, God can't be in this." You know, it's supposed to just be easy. You know, he's done everything. We don't war. We have authority already, you know. Well, do away with these scriptures because they all say it. Oh, I know. So Paul says we glory in that moment of pressing in Romans 5, 3, bottom page 1. Knowing that that tribulation really works that apostolic patience. It's working in the midst of whatever whatever God has given us to do that we have to walk through. And, um, you know, I, I've, I've wondered about it. I was praying earlier this morning in here, and I was wondering about the type of apostolic calling God has given us. And, you know, we believe in the fivefold, and we know that there's breakthrough, there's, there's all kinds of other things. But we're kind of a hybrid of pastoral and teaching apostolic. And that's what God's given us. That's what we've been put to. And so we bring about meat from the deeper things of the word. And we establish prayer groups and pastors. At least that's what we know God's called. And so with that in mind... We stand. We stand in the gap. There's a there's a stand in the gap. Apostolic anointing for the establishment of foundational principles that then facilitates breakthrough and positions people for breakthrough. But if you want to talk about pressure. You want to talk about this, which is the gateway into the kingdom. It's in that gap because that gap is narrow. And so you're, sta- you're called there to stand there in that Peretz, and it's only when you stand there and endure that cheerfully, joyfully, that the, the breaker will come. The Peretz of the Lord will come. So you bring that to Uzzah in Ohio, where they have the ark and the new cart, and he, he touches the ark and he keels over because God breaks through upon him. He does a parats onto this guy. Why is that? Why, why was that word used? See, that's a, that's a big one right there. And I just pe- wondered about that. People think, oh, God was just, they broke the rule. Was God angry? Oh, wow. I don't think he was skipping along and whistling and chewing over people when he parotzed onto, parotzed onto Uzzah. But it was the issue of what that ark represented. Mm-hmm. It was the issue of it being a, a touch point that signified where people got their directives to break through. You know, Moses would go before the ark and he would wait upon God for mercy direction from God and then the the directives for the breakthrough came at that ark so when they weren't handling that place right when they were 
making it easy. Because, you know, what's easier? An, a, a cart or dancing before the Lord and offering sacrifices every six steps? Which is easier? Well, it's obvious to know which is easier. You can't take the easy way into the kingdom. You just can't. And it's um, that's why God then broke through upon them because they weren't handling that 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 vessel that signified proper Peretz preparation um, in the way they should have. And where's the ark now? It's somewhere in the temple of the tabernacle of testimony. The Bible says that. And why is that there? Because that operations facility is orchestrating before the angels and with intercession and proscuneo the directives of God for what's supposed to be happening on this earth. Mm. So the ark always represents the, the parets, but the promise of the parats. And so I think that really that our apostolic calling and the patience involved in it is setting the doctrinal standards for how people stand in the gap and how they do it properly. And that's why I think it's always irritated me that people look for shortcuts because shortcuts and quick and easy as seen on TV breakthroughs, um, God's all about the breakthrough, but it better be his breakthrough because if it's not, he's going to break through on you. And I don't want that. And, you know, David was really dis- disheartened over that, but he received a word from the Lord and then he did it right. And so that's why when uh, uh, Hophni and Phinehas, the sons of Eli, they decided that they were doing the easy road. They weren't even keeping the lamp lit. And let's bring up the ark. And they, the God broke through on them. And the gust was so strong that it knocked the fat man off his, off his bench and broke his neck. And, you know, the, the daughter of one of those boys had Ichabod. The glory departed. Why? Because they weren't doing it God's way. So we need to see that this, this is a prophetic word for us from the scripture. And it costs you something to take this. And look, it comes for the word's sake. Mm-hmm. Mark 4.17. And people become offended. There's no root. They won't endure. Mm-hmm. It will offend you if you're not rooted. Yeah, and I mean, especially, and, and, and one of the ways if the word is offending you, well, let's just get rid of the word. <laughs> Isn't that what's happening? Yeah. So, um, you know, I've, I've, you talk about parets and parats, and so much of the, the, so much of, I know, in my spirit, what I've been sensing, it's it, just a collection of different things along this line, but in a big way it is like a birthing and I feel like oftentimes like in my intercession and just just my 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 being I feel like there's a birthing happening and that birthing canal is very narrow and and I have to Peretz I have to stand I cannot 
forfeit. I cannot abort what he's trying to birth. Mm -hmm. And the only way to get it out of that narrow pathway is to push it out, is to to give everything that I am to to travail, to do whatever I have to do to get it out. But it, it reminds me of of this passage in Matthew 7, verse 13, where it says, Enter ye the stenos gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and many there go thereof. Because stenos is the gate, and narrow is the way, the journey, the road that we that he's got us on, which leads unto life, and few there I find it. And I, you know, stenos, the definition of stenos from what you've written is the delicate attention to detail and the insistence upon meticulous craftsmanship of lines, accurate pr- preservation of written expressions, and the line that leads to foundational life is narrow, narrow with precision and few find it. Mm-hmm. And so like you were talking about in the midst of parets and parats and us going through that narrow path, it is meticulous. It is got to be his way. Mm-hmm. There, that I mean, that is that is what's leading us to life, and it's uncomfortable, but it's his way. Yeah. And so, it's good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. So, we're bringing this today because I know that this pressure-packed environment is what is continually facing uh, the saints in, the, in this, this time in the spirit realm. Yeah, and Jesus, I'm sorry, Jesus no. spoke that this is what we're going to face in the famous Matthew 24 when he talked about, okay, guys, this is what you're going to face, but be of good cheer. I've overcome, you know, there's the promise. We have to, we have to, you talk about perspective, we got to keep our perspective on the promise and on the Lord. We have got to keep our eyes on the Lord and on his promise and on the fact that he has overcome and he has called us to overcome with him. So I didn't mean to interrupt you. But no, no, no. That's a good word. I'm just saying that we, we, if we believe the word of God, we have got to know that this is part of our walk. And, in, and, and more and more intensely as we go forward, because I can tell you the pulsing of the atmospheres just in our nation alone in the enemy realm he he does nothing new so he's bringing this pressure and 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 we have to discern we just have to we got to step it up because it's so easy to to get weary from the pressure of the darkness and yet we've got to stand on the word and stand on what you're about to talk about that I interrupted you from. No, that's all right. I mean, this is this is a this is the word. Um, it's it's kind of like that that business of uh, of the narrow road and the the remnant and the few and the the eye of the needle and um, you know all of those are are narrowing. They're they're ellipsis. And um, that's the way God moves. Um, and, you know, it's not a time for anything goes. It's not a time to jettison the things of the Lord 
Um, it's a time to hold fast. And your perspective should be... Now, again, I, I just have to tell you, I mean, you know this about me and everybody in the network knows. I like laughter and I like having fun. So I don't get... I'm not one of these guys that walks around with a grimace on his face thinking that somehow that's impressing God. So to be talking about this kind of stuff is not something that I just cherish. Some people like this kind of stuff. They like telling everybody how they should be miserable because God really is that way. I'm not that way. So I, I'm bringing this and agreeing with this because I know enough about what we've walked in the spirit realm to recognize that these are necessary factors and um, you, you, you just it's a, it's a matter of perspective it, it's a matter of perspective and um, I um, I tell you it's, it's funny because you, you learn how to use the pressure and the weight for your advantage and you I don't really know a whole lot about this, but I've seen documentaries about it. I mentioned it the other day that, you know, those who do sailing recognize when there's a strong headwind, you can adjust your sail to where it doesn't blow you over, but it, it, it actually becomes something that you can use to even go against the grain. And, um, you know, I know I've seen documentaries about... Um, self-defense classes and they say that if you can learn how to use the the weight and the thrust of the the opponent if you learn how to turn it it can be your greatest strength and um, there's a lot of illustrations of that but this in the spirit this pressing is something that we if we're sensing it and so many are that we use these scriptures and lay claim to the victory. Um, lay claim to the fact that this is prophesied and it really is a doorway to victory. It is not the death knell of defeat. Now again, we don't go looking for this. You don't create this. There's either a baby there or there's not. So no matter how constricting you get, if there's not a baby in there, you're not bringing anything forth. Um, I think a, a lot of it, too, to our triumph, to our overcoming, um, has to do with our surrendering to the process, the just the prophetic process that the Lord taught us about um, being dead to our flesh. And, and identifying with him. And I find this in this passage in 2 Corinthians 4, 8. And this has been talked about so many times and taught about. It's a teaching all in itself where it says we're troubled on every side yet not distressed. We're perplexed but not in despair. We're persecuted but not forsaken. We're cast down but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So the death works in us, but life in you. 
And, mm -hmm. and so I think we talk about the pressing of the olive to get the anointing. We talk about the pressing of the grape to, to bring forth the fruitfulness. All of that is somehow attached to the vine that is, is, is destined or ordained to bear, for, bear forth fruit. And yet there's a dying process in that. And this is elemental stuff. But nonetheless, if your flesh is not dead yet, this pressure will remind you of that. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's why that's why like you said, it's like you've got to find you've got to keep your perspective and and you've got to know that if you're walking in the spirit and in the Lord, he wants to use this for your good, for your development, for your patience, for whatever, to work that better work. And you got to, you just got to move with him in it. And we talked on Sunday a little bit in Sunday school about this New Testament word for deliver, where he's our deliverer from evil and from the wrath that we're to face and from all these different influences and and that word is likened to like a current and and it was really interesting because when I just the very time that I was studying about this like an hour later you sent me a text just describing the atmosphere that you were faced with on Friday about being in all these different currents they try to pull you under and and I I I understand that because there's a way to overcome that. And and it's like you said, you've got to find a way to move with it and then somehow, like a wrestler, you know, take advantage of the strength in it and overcome. Yeah. And I just, I was very just... No, that's, that's good. And you know, that I, whole Second Corinthians 4, that whole chapter is a treatise on this because you, you've got... 17 through 18 and over here you've got the one you just quoted um, 7 4 um, and and even um, the chapter right before 2 Corinthians 6 4 Paul just keeps talking about that pressing and even 2 Corinthians 1 7 through 9 he's talking about being pressed out of measure <laughs> 7 8 uh, or, or chapter 1 verse 8 pressed out of measure isn't that weird yeah and and we know what god prophesied about this year we know what he said about this year of wisdom and it is happening and um but so so if we're going to enter into that these various factors we should recognize as fitting perfectly in with what these scriptures say because they do and if Jesus says it and if John if Paul says it and if John says it if Jesus said it that'd be enough but you've got you've got this everywhere in the word and so it, it is a matter of perspective and don't give up in the midst of it Keep, keep pressing forward and know what it's leading to. So, um, you know, and I do believe that God has given us 
I was thinking back over the past year and the words that God's been giving to us and how they are they're still revelatory they're demonstrating principles in the word that are fresh and new to us but it's it's more of a, of a breakthrough kind of a perspective um, and how to process the things that are the result of the foundational things that we've been privileged to enjoy with the Lord um, but it's again that Peretz Peretz kind of a thing and um, it's it's breakthrough and the Lord is before us in that breakthrough um, yeah I, I've really come to learn about the Lord that he you know we, we talk about it's about the journey and 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 it is about the journey. I mean, if it says that narrow is the way, narrow is the journey. It's the journey. It's about the journey. And he loves the process. The process is the end for him. I mean, we, we, we're always looking towards the end. But for him, it's about the journey. Yeah. And in the midst of that, in the midst of that process, in the midst of that narrow journey... He is so much more interested in making us fruitful. Yeah. And 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 that we are pouring out. Like he wants us to pour out until we are empty so that he can fill us just continuously. And we have to understand that the only way to be fruitful in the vine or off of the vine is to be pressed. That that's the formula. And so this works for us a far more exceeding weight and eternal weight of his glory. I just added, yeah, I think I added good. a, yeah. And so I think that we're always like looking towards, okay, the end result. Guys, this is, this is the result today. It's where we are. All we have is today. It's where we are today. And how are we allowing the Lord to work through us and to be that fruit and to be that fountain of living water that is pouring out into this into this um, into the world or the light to shine in the darkness and it's it's about the moment and so be present in the moment be faithful in the moment be committed to the moment be functional in the moment and and be present with him and know that wherever you are, if you're at work, if you're in prayer, if you're whatever it is that you're doing, know that this is your ministry in the moment. And so um, don't abandon it. Don't abort it. Press into it and allow him to press it through you and and see the fruit that will come out. See the new wine that will come forth and, and the anointing that will come through. Amen. <laughs> That's good. I just, you know, it's just so often I just feel like, and I'm guilty of this. It's just like I'm always looking to, towards the future, and we do want to glean the horizon. So I'm not not saying that. I'm just saying don't forsake where he has you today in the journey for, just don't forsake it for what you're looking for in the future. Because 
today is today holds every opportunity to overcome and to partner. Amen. Yeah. So, um, I I knew we were supposed to talk about this today, and I know that we have um, we have these things that are happening real time in our lives. We have things that are um, um, I don't know how it's working in your life. I, I, for every person you process this differently. Mm-hmm. But there, there are factors and I'm not talking about fear. Fear is torment. God is, God is not in fear. God is not in fear. Um, but spiritually, there are, there are things that when you face them, again, it's your perspective, and it's, it's you looking at what the Scripture says is the result of this uh, visitation. What Now, the enemy will be there to try to corrupt and to confuse you from breaking through into what God's promised. And he'll make you, he'll try to make you think, well, you know, this pressure is just too, too much. We can't yeah. do it. God's not in this. This is not the way God, if I know anything, I know that God's not this way. Well, you don't know anything if you say that. Um because here it is in the word um, we we have to we have to hold fast and let God do in us and see though again how many times does God say peace in the midst of the storm mm-hmm. um, valley of the shadow of death I'm with you um you know, in the midst of that challenging moment is one of the greatest times of commune you will ever have with the Lord. And well, too, I mean, just I set a table before you in the presence of your enemy. I mean, in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the midst of our table of fellowship with him, just that, that koinonia, that partnership, that communion, the enemy's there. Yeah, that that's true, and he he's he his best defense is deception. And it's the Wi-Fi guy. His best defense is deception, and to try to you want to you want to talk about using the weight for your advantage. Well, if God's put this great authority and this great partnership with you. The enemy knows. That's why it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle. So the enemy's trying to take this moment and turn it for his advantage. And how can he do that? Perception. Mm -hmm. If he can convince you that this is too much, if he can convince you that this kind of thing is just for religious bigots and you'll never make it into the kingdom, you just got to be free and open, let anything go, then... You've lost the battle. His greatest thing is deception, which is why he said to Eve, Hath God said? 
and why he even tried with Jesus, the living word, it is written. Mm -hmm. If he can try to use the moment to adjust your perspective so that it's in harmony with what he wants to do, then he has turned that tide to a breakthrough for him. Yeah, I, I, that's so good. And I, I, I can just tell you that, you know, at that table with the Lord or beside the still waters or whatever it is, I know that time after time after time, I, I recognize the enemy in the presence but if my eyes are taken off the Lord, who's, who has, has called me to his table to be in his presence, his banner over me is love. And everything I need, every point, er, he is every point of provision at that table for me. Amen. If I take my eyes off of him and I turn them and put them on the enemy, I've aborted. I mean, I, I, I t- my perspective gets totally messed up. And so I, I know that just in studying and really just meditating on how the Lord delivers us out of these things, I recognize how important it is for me to keep my eyes on him and for my trust to be fully on him. Because if my eyes are on anything else, it's not going to stand. He is our deliverer. He is our champion. He is our provision. He is our supply. He is our, our, our deliverer and our savior. And, and so I love that. I mean, I just ask that the anointing of the Lord would be upon your perspective. Yes. And that your perspective would stay, would remain, would abide, would just be fixed upon the Lord. And yeah, the enemy's breathing down our necks. Yeah, you can't open media without seeing the breath of the enemy. And it can be so overwhelming. Get your eyes off of that and look to the Lord. And, and, and keep your eyes and your trust on him. And know he is going to bring us through this dark day. He is coming back for his, for his bride. I mean, he is coming back. And so I, I just rejoice. And, and if you're struggling with fear, if you're struggling with anxiety, if you're struggling with just anything that's trying to come against you and cripple you or hinder you from breaking forth or moving forward, put your eyes on the Lord. Amen. And your perspective, I mean, that perspective will win the day. Amen. Yeah. Well, that's good preaching. <laughs> I was looking this verse in Psalm 34, verse 19. Many are the afflictions, and that word affliction is raw. Uh. It's kind of weird. Of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. So the the raw of the righteous. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. But the Bible says the heart of man is wickedly raw. What? No. Is the heart of man is... Desperately, desperately wicked, wicked. but it's desperately ponderous, I guess, which is raw in the Greek, right? It's it's what we think it is. Okay. Yeah. And then then right after that, the next verse, he keeps all his bones. Not one of them is broken. We talked about Mm -hmm. that for why the Lord's bones weren't broken, because you are the body of Christ. That that stability, that foundational. security of you being as the bone of the Lord is is really 
necessary right now because if you've got a if you if you don't have bones you're not going to be able to stand in the pressure that's right you'll just wiggle around like a bowl full of jelly and i meant to look up not not to talk about the enemy but what is the the principality that aligns itself with the structure well that's either the god of this world uh-huh which is more global and then the management of it is beelzebub beelzebub okay so but the god of this world blinds the minds of mm-hmm. those lest they see the glorious gospel which totally messes up your perception yes <laughs> it's true that, that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. And the weird thing is that the blinding of the minds is kind of like an opaque that's smeared over the eyes. And the solution for that is what you saw in Laodicea. Eye salve. Yeah. Which we prayed over you all yesterday, which you've not heard yet on the Seasons broadcast, yeah, which will come out on Friday. Ready before, before you called, yeah. it was answered. Don't miss, don't miss that broadcast. We're talking about the anointing. We're talking about oil. And we talked about vision. We talked about just, we prayed over you. And so that's that'll be up on Friday. So don't miss that. Amen. Amen. Well, we're almost out of time. Thank you for this uh, collection of scriptures, which was part of your Sunday school teaching this past Sunday. So if anybody wants a further exponential uh, exposition, it could be exponential, exposition of this you can regale yourself of the teachings on the website and there's only one teaching sheet on there the one on yeshua our deliverer but the one on the thlipsis and the thlebo pastor's grandkids um i did not put that up so if you want a copy of these scriptures that we've been referencing just send me a send me a, a text or a message and i'll send it to you okay See, where are you going to get anything like that? We're not even going to charge you extra for that. It's, it's like it's a double portion. That's part of your premium membership. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, we will look forward to reaching out tomorrow on Wednesday Night Live. And uh, Friday will be the, uh, the season's broadcast that you mentioned. Sassan. And Thursday, watch for this. I don't know when it'll be up. I'm hoping on my little prayer primer to have a special guest guest that all of you are going to want to see. I'm really excited about this. So don't miss that. And um, Snow, we're praying for you. And these are great days. Amen. Great days. And don't forget to submit your first Saturday word. Oh, yeah. Don't don't forget. Don't be forgetting that. All right. God bless all of you. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, adios, amigos. <laughs>